everyone, welcome back to another episode of Living Electric. We are getting away from the games that we played in last episode, and we're having a discussion with Tyler today. So Alex will not be joining today. He had some technical issues um, at his new home, some internet reliability issues. So Tyler is the co-host filling in for Alex today. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be here. Yes, definitely. So we're, we have an exciting episode today. Um, you know, to start off today's episode, we mentioned in a previous episodes that we purchased a new electric vehicle. We went with a 2023 Mini Cooper electric, uh, well, Mini Cooper SE, which is the full electric version of the two-door Mini Cooper, and uh, this is technically Tyler's car. It is. So Tyler's joining today to do a discussion of which cars that we cross-shopped, which uh, vehicles um, Tyler was really leaning towards, as well as why we went with the Mini Cooper over some of those, and then we'll just have a fun discussion about that. <laughs> <laughs> so since uh, I'm going to be interviewing Tyler today, <laughs> first off, why the Mini Cooper Electric? Mm. Well, after literally having an entire Excel spreadsheet, no joke, Brandon can attest to this, I had an, ex an entire spreadsheet full of both plug-in hybrids, because I was looking at plug-in hybrids and electrics, and kind of comparing new and used and also certified pre-owned to kind of get an idea of, okay, well, what would I like? Um, after looking at a number of like used vehicles and thinking, well, I really want something with a warranty, you know, in addition to the battery warranty, because I really wanted to have a battery warranty for at least a couple of years before it would go out. Mm. Wanted to have something that was fully warrantied um, under the manufacturer, that way we didn't have to worry about anything for the next couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to, you know, just small components that may break, you know, over time. But I, I think after driving the Mini Cooper, we actually had a chance, our local dealership here, after literally looking at the across the entire country trying to find a Mini Cooper that was available, because all of them pretty much ended up being either demos or um, already ordered Mini Cooper SEs for somebody else, for a new owner. So that's another thing we can probably talk about. That could be another podcast episode is why do dealerships show inventory when it's actually a customer yeah. order yeah. or a demo instead of like a purchasable, you know, purchasable yeah. vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just a quick side note, that actually could be a really good episode because it's really frustrating, especially as these manufacturers are sending these demo vehicles to dealerships. Dealerships are putting them in their inventory because technically they can sell them at a later date, but it's mm -hmm. still... And a lot of them aren't labeled as demos. So you think that, like, hey, they have an F-150 Lightning in stock, and it turns out that it's just a demo that they have to keep for a certain time before they can sell it. And, you know, they have lists of interest, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's really frustrating. It's really frustrating. <laughs> but uh, back to the Mini, I, I've always, always wanted to have a Mini Cooper. Never really was a big fan of any of their gas components or models. So really wanted something that was all electric, of course. Um... And ever since the Mini Cooper SE came out in about 2020, I believe, 2021, really lo I really wanted to have one because I love the two-door style. I love hatchbacks. Uh, something that's kind of small. Um, range didn't really matter to me at all as long as it had fast charging. It could not have just a J1772. That, that wouldn't make it. Um, and we had a price cap of about 35000 before any tax credits or incentives if, if, if it was available. Um, but yeah, I always wanted a Mini Cooper 
just in general for some reason. Yeah. And after we got to experience one for a number of hours, because our dealership let us take the demo out for pretty much the majority of the morning on a Saturday, we took it out, went through the park, just drove all around to our normal spots that we go to all the time to visit just to kind of see what it's like to live with, you know, the Mini Cooper SE for a few hours, and I was sold. Um, but I think this was a great replacement, too. I did sell my gas-powered uh, Miata that I had for quite some time um, last year after just dealing with a lot of mechanical problems because it was an almost 30-year-old vehicle, so you kind of run into those issues. But I really wanted something that was just fun, engaging, and really just didn't care about range. Because yeah. I'm like, ah, I'll, I'll deal with it if I need to. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, with the Mini Cooper, as Tyler mentioned, he's always been interested in Minis. And I've been interested in Minis, too, but the reliability aspect of some of their gasoline engines have always been a big concern for us. And I think mm -hmm. that's kind of what kept us from going with the Mini, at least in the past. But with the Mini Cooper Electric being based on the BMW i3 platform, that platform has been around for almost 10 years now. Yeah. Um, so it's really proven to be an extremely reliable platform for BMW as well as Mini. So I'm, I'm pretty excited that we got the Mini. Me too. Uh, yeah, I think part of why I love the Mini so much too is I worked for BMW in college. So I actually was working for a dealership when the i3 first came out. So I got to experience that platform firsthand when all that new tech came out for BMW, and I think that's why I actually considered an i3. I was trying to find an i3, but all the ones that we were finding that were 2018s, 2019s were the same price as a brand new car, and it just didn't make any financial or logical sense to buy a used car that has half its warranty or a little bit less than a brand new car <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that doesn't make any sense now you know speaking of purchasing the vehicle this is actually our first vehicle that we actually did a custom order mm -hmm. where it was built to the specs that tyler was looking for okay. now i'm just gonna put this out there early on in the episode the mini cooper is tyler's primary vehicle you know we sold the tesla model 3 on the side for longer trips however with me being a little taller and the mini cooper being a smaller vehicle it's not a vehicle that i can i can fit in and i like driving it it's a fun vehicle to drive but it's just limiting in terms of headspace but anyway so with this being a custom vehicle mm -hmm. do you mind walking us through you know kind of why you went custom and how that process was like how that went yeah so like I said, we I literally looked across the entire country. I was willing to buy a Mini Cooper SE in California and have it shipped. I wouldn't drive it because the range is only rated for 114 miles. That would take me forever to come back home. Um, I, I was even willing to buy from a dealership out in California. But I swear, every single one that we called, every single dealership, we're like, nope, sorry, we don't have one. Or no, that's a demo. Or no, that's you know someone's custom order. But actually, the, um, the the whole process to order the vehicle was actually really seamless, I think. And I think our Profstar dealership, they were probably one of the best to deal with, I think. This is our first time actually mm -hmm. ordering a car like this, too, so it's kind of nice. But basically, um, it's kind of like a lot of other cars you have now today. Mini Cooper is kind of changing their model a little bit when it comes to selling vehicles. So they're moving to the model of they'll have test drive and demo vehicles for you but they're moving to the model of you actually order the car that you want and then it comes in instead of like having a bunch of inventory. So I kind of like that, but kind of don't in case you do need a car. We didn't really need one right away, 
but it's kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, after having one vehicle for a few months, we realized how difficult it was having one vehicle. <laughs> Especially when you went on trips for work and I didn't yeah. have a car. And I'm like, well, I need to take the dog somewhere or yeah. <laughs> if yeah. I have an emergency, I don't know where to go. Yeah. You know, I just have to walk somewhere. <laughs> so overall, you know, with like going through like the custom build process, how long did it take from placing the order to delivery? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, I just placed the deposit at the dealership actually, or you can also do it online as well, but we were already at the dealership after the test drive. It was a $250 deposit, if I remember, for an order. Uh, placed that in June. The order was um, approved by many in Oxford, the plant itself, to accept that order as something to be built in the future. That was in July, so literally a month later. And then uh, what was nice too is actually as soon as you put your deposit in and the factory accepts your deposit for an order, you actually get a Domino's style tracker to see every little step that your Mini Cooper will take um, from the time you place the order and deposit all the way until delivery. It was the coolest thing. But mm. uh, after July, August, the end of August is when the car actually got built. And it was so cool because the tracker actually told us when the body was being made, when the battery pack was being married to the body of the vehicle, when the interior was being put together, when it went through the paint booth. It was a really cool experience to kind of watch that Domino tracker and I would literally check it every single day during that process to see, okay, where is it? When's it going to be here? Um, so end of August it was built and of course the month of August is typically a holiday for a lot of Europeans so mm -hmm. we did have to wait a few extra weeks. Um, after everyone came back from holiday for the vehicle to come over here. But then the longest waiting period was actually, once it was out of the factory and it was completely done, then it goes to one of the shipping yards um, in England. And then from there it gets onto a cargo ship. And you can actually ask, if you call into customer service, which was kind of cool, I called into mini customer service and said, hey, what boat is my Mini Cooper on? And they told me, and then I could track it in a marine tractor, which is really cool. That took about two weeks to come over here by boat. Uh, there was a couple of hurricanes in uh, September that they had to watch out for us. So we had to just see our boat sitting in the middle of the Atlantic until it came over yeah. here. <laughs> um, then we picked up in October? Yeah, I think it was yeah. the second week. Second week? Yeah, second week of October. Second week of October. So yeah. pretty much September was essentially just transportation the entire month. That includes the, the boat from England to the port on the east coast to here, um, and then the truck from that port to our dealership here in Cleveland. So overall, we were given a timeline of about four to six months, which is pretty much on par. Now you're waiting a lot longer. You're mm -hmm. waiting about eight to 12 months right now for Mini Cooper SE. So I think we definitely lucked out. Um, but the entire time I was just like, when is it coming? When is it coming? Just so excited <laughs> for it. But um, I thought it was so cool to actually pick every option you mm -hmm. wanted in the car. And what was nice about this is some of the trims had to be changed for 2023 for the Mini Cooper. Uh, the base trim was not uh, an option, which is what I originally wanted. However, after driving the car, the trim that we drove had the panel roof, the Harman Kardon sound system, which was definitely worth yes. a small upgrade. Yeah. Um, and there were some concerns with like chip shortages and like mm -hmm. part shortages where we weren't sure if we were going to get a heated steering wheel, which we ended up not, not getting. getting. 
or we might not have received like the Harman Kardon sound system or some mm-hmm. of the other features. And that was actually our biggest concern. I know you really like heated steering wheels. I do. For me, that's not, you know, a deal breaker <laughs> at all, but a good sound system, especially a Harman Kardon sound system in a tiny vehicle like that. It's a good one. It's it's a really yeah. good one. It's, it's pretty much on par with the Tesla uh, sound system, I would say. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty good in that little car, but I was okay without dealing with the heated steering wheel. It does have heated seats, thankfully. Um, but we picked British Racing Green. I We've never had a green car before, and I wanted to see what it was like, and it's beautiful in person. Um, I, I love the color we did. I did the black bonnet stripes with the black roof for the hardtop, black mirror caps. Um, we did the, I think they're five or six spoke. They're called the pedal wheels. They're a 17-inch wheel. Six. Six. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's six. Yeah, six. Because um, you could pick any wheel option. There's two you couldn't pick from unless you wanted the top trim, for example. So that was kind of nice. Like, Mini gave you a wide range of options for free just because they're trying to limit how many they're making. So it was nice to get those options. Um, another thing I optioned, we did option the two-toned leatherette and gray cloth seats, which are actually really comfortable, mm-hmm. really nice. And then we optioned in the black headliner instead of I don't know, it was kind of like a weird gray... Almost like a beige. Like a beige. I didn't like it, so I had to have black. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so that was it, and then we we picked it up, and it was, you know, really easy process. It was kind of similar to whether you're picking up a Tesla or a Polestar or a Rivian. You basically sign the majority of the paperwork online, um, or just the last of the paperwork at the dealership, which we did, and then picked it up, and we were on our way. Yep. Yeah. I really like having the Mini. Mm-hmm. I have to say, like, the thing is, is that, like, as I drive behind Tyler, because it's now our camera vehicle, <laughs> with it being a flat, such a flat-sided vehicle, it's perfect for perfect. mounted, like, you know, mounting GoPros as well as, like, exterior cameras. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I love about the Mini Cooper is that people look at it, um, and they smile at it. You know, it's a vehicle that brings a lot of joy for, you know, the person driving the vehicle as well as people on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um I think that's the one thing that blew my mind the most is just how much attention Mini Coopers get. But now owning a Mini Cooper, I would say we see a lot more on the road. Like it's a lot more um, uh, apparent just how like how many Mini Coopers are on the street. <laughs> yeah. And supposedly you're supposed to wave to other Mini Cooper owners. I've only had a handful. I haven't had that many waves. <laughs> no. Every time I'm with Tyler, I'm like, oh, they didn't wave. They didn't wave. <laughs> it's like a Jeep or a Miata thing because Miata owners do that too. Or Jeep owners do that too. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of the whole process of at least what it was like to, to buy that. So out of... Let me ask this question. So out of all the vehicles that you were cross shopping, what's one vehicle that you would trade the Mini Cooper for? And if that's a no, you can say that. <laughs> On my list. Hmm. We're thinking. <laughs> we're, we're thinking because I, I had I had quite the list. Um, I feel like you always do when you car shop. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always have a list. Um, I don't know. I think the only other car I, th- I thought about getting as a second car, close to it, but then we had already had one before. Looking at a 2022 Chevy Bolt um, EUV, mm-hmm. we already had a 2019 Bolt, but 
I wanted something different than what we already had before, even though the um, DC fast charge rate is very similar in both vehicles, although the Mini finishes a lot quicker than the Bolt does because of the small battery pack. Yeah, the Mini Cooper's battery is literally <laughs> half the size of a Bolt's battery it pack. Is. <laughs> so <laughs> it's much smaller. It's much smaller. Yeah. But obviously the range would have been a lot more measurable in the Bolt. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know if I wanted another Bolt. But we didn't... I, we've driven a 2022, just a regular Bolt. I might have looked at an EUV, um, but it would have been close to 40 because I wanted every option, including Super Cruise, if we would have gotten a Bolt. Yeah. Just to, just to have that. Um, I think the only other car I... This is a weird one. But the only car that was actually on my list that I had a really hard time finding is a, in a very particular year, a 2016 Cadillac ELR. Yes. Yeah. That is, that's probably the only car, if there was a good deal out there, which there wasn't whenever we were looking. We've both always wanted one. Yeah. I've always wanted one. Yeah. The Cadillac ELR, if you're not familiar with it, is the Cadillac version, essentially, of the Chevy Volt. It's mm -hmm. the same... Plug-in hybrid set, uh, setup, powertrain, yep. but just a lot more luxurious. And it's a two-door coupe, coupe versus a four-door um, sportback or, uh, you know, liftback. Hatchback. Hatchback. Yeah. yeah. So the ELR is a vehicle that Tyler and I have always wanted. However, they're starting to maintain their value. And we're starting to see used examples with a lot higher mileage for pretty much essentially the price of what the Mini Cooper cost. Mm -hmm. Brand new. And those cars are starting to age a little bit. So... <laughs> You know, starting to run into potential warranty issues or, you know, anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think any car I would trade for the Mini is way above the $35,000 price point that we had for our second car. So, yeah, they're, they're really, and I feel like this market was so hard, honestly, to find a really good used car because we actually came super close to picking up a smart for two mm -hmm. electric. Yeah, we, were, we, we did were, drive we were, one. We were pretty close. Yeah. I And I really considered it because it was half the price of the Mini Cooper. I'm like, okay, we could save a lot, obviously, when it comes to the monthly payment. But after driving it, there was no way. Yeah. No way. Yeah. That was uh, that was an experience. <laughs> you know, it's it's a great car for around town. You know, if you're, uh, you know, if you're like a single driver, you know, mm -hmm. like if you have a, you know, a partner, husband, wife, you know, whatever. But it just, for us, for the price point, it just didn't feel like a Daimler product. Like, it just, no. it was very cheap feeling and it just <laughs> didn't really work. <laughs> so we're like, nah, the turning radius was amazing. That was one thing that blew our mind. Oh, that was good. But yeah. That was good. Yeah, yeah, sitting in it and just feeling the quality, we're like, yeah, this is not, not it. Not it. No. Mm -hmm. But so I, I will say that the Mini Cooper's quality really impressed me because this was the first time getting an experience with a Mini Cooper and the build quality is solid. Um, it just, it feels well-made. There's no creaks, there's no, no rattle, uh, or, you know, no rattles or anything, you know, mm -hmm. all the materials feel really well-made. There's no panel gaps, nothing like that. It's a pretty solid vehicle. The, the paint was in really good shape too. There was a few like minor scratches I buffed out before I started my coated the car. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, the, the paint was which I would hope, because it's British Racing Green, I would hope it would be painted very well, which yeah. it was. Yes. So I was glad. Yeah. 
So let's wrap up the conversation with, you know, since we're uh, coming up on a thousand miles already with the Mini Cooper, I think we're about to pass 800 miles. <laughs> In those first 800 miles, what are, what's two things that you really like and what's one thing you dislike? Because I don't want to, I don't want to get too far into details because we are going to be doing a full review for Clean Technica on our Mini Cooper and more videos are coming to the Everyday EV YouTube channel for that. But I just want to know like your initial impressions for those yeah. two things you like and one thing you don't. Two things I like. First one is definitely driving dynamics of the Mini Cooper. It, what everyone tells you how a Mini Cooper drives, the electric is even better in my opinion. Um, it's... <laughs> There's so much wheel spin when you mash the throttle. I don't do it all the time, but There's if a it's a, if it's a dry day, I'll do it. Um, it it's just it's so much fun to drive. It it really is. Um, second, probably would be the the sound system, uh, the Harman Kardon. Um, we haven't had too many cars with like premium sound systems besides the Tesla. Mm. All of our other cars have minus our the Volt had the Bose sound system. Mm -hmm. But we haven't had a lot of cars with like um, name brand, I should say, or manufactured um, surround sound systems. Harman Kardon, I, I love it. I love it a lot. Um, one thing I dislike, I really think I would like to see maybe in the next uh, model of the Mini Cooper. I know they, they don't really do this at all, um, but I would like to have a powered seat. They are fully manual. I'm the one who drives it most of the time, but it would just be nice just because we're so used to having the Tesla with its memory and powered seats to have something like that. But I know they'll probably come out with that in a bigger model. Um, it really isn't. I think that actually there's a second one I'll mention too. I noticed you can set driver profiles, but it doesn't remember anything that you set it to, mm. which is really weird. It just remembers your radio stations or your Sirius XM stations that you list in your favorites. There's a, a favorite menu, like a one, two, three, four favorite menu on the dashboard in the infotainment. It doesn't save like your mirror preferences, mm. which is really weird. I would, I would think that it could easily do that, but it doesn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. But well. It's not really a big deal because I'm pretty much the one who drives it most yes. of the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, today was the first time I drove it in the two months of ownership. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, most of the time those settings will not change. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, I think that that was a good discussion about the 2023 Mini Cooper SE that we just purchased. You know, definitely uh, keep an eye out for the YouTube video on Clean Technica's page as well as the many in-depth videos of ownership for on Everyday EV. Mm -hmm. Um is there any last things you want to say about the Mini Cooper? If you haven't driven one, go do yourself a favor and go do it. Yeah. If you can, if you can find one to drive, because the electric version is is so much fun, so much fun to drive. I recommend it. If you need a second car that doesn't have a whole lot of range, but you want a lot of fun and the ease and ability of carrying cargo in the hatchback, that's the car I think. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, definitely check it out. We recommend it already. It's It's been a fun car to drive. <laughs>
Well, before we wrap up this episode, um, you know, hopefully Alex can figure out the internet issue for the next episode so we can do more in-depth conversations. Um, I know it's been kind of a lull in terms of episodes, you know, with Alex moving, with us being busy. Um, I've been uh, extremely under the weather recently, not really sure what I got, but it has not been fun. Um, but we are hoping to do more in-depth conversations about EV ownership. Um, as well as if you hear a dog in the background, we do apologize. Um, <laughs> but um, hopefully we can continue to do more episodes, you know, talk about the infrastructure side of electric vehicles and uh, just continue to produce more exciting episodes for you guys. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, we will catch you guys in the next episode of Living a... Uh, <laughs> Normally Alex does the outro. So we'll catch you guys in the next episode of Living Electric.